Hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365, day number 222, or day number, or what are we at, day number four, maybe, if you're on the eight-week challenge. What I want to focus on today is all around food. Now, food is the biggest component I find in someone's transformation. Out of the years and years that I've been working with people, I find that it's food and mindset that are the things that are stopping people from achieving what they really want to achieve in terms of their health and fitness, their body, the look, the feel, all that kind of stuff. So, But today we're just going to focus on the food. Now, if you are on the challenge and you haven't had your meal plan prepared for you yet, then please make sure that you've got in contact with us and organized to have that done. Uh, I'll talk around the, the principles in a moment, uh, for just in case you haven't had it done so you can still take advantage of this uh, podcast and you'll have to perhaps come back and listen to it again. Uh, for those that have had a meal plan for a while and have maybe drifted away from it, then maybe it's time to come in and have it refreshed or have a discussion around it or at least dust it off and have a look at it and see, okay, so what is working, what's not working, um, what, how can we get it to a position where you're going to stick with it? So let's start at the top. So a meal plan is called just that. It's a meal planned out for the entire week. Now, it's not a diet. So if you haven't had a nutrition consultation with me before, I don't do diets with people. Uh, It's fundamentally against uh, my beliefs. Diets can work for uh, for people for a period of time. But I say, so what are the first three letters of the word diet? And that's normally what happens to the process that people go through that follow a diet. They'll go through, they'll get a certain result, they have an embedded principles in their life, and they uh, go back to where they were before. Now, I have a couple of uh, simple little questions that I get people to ask themselves when they're assessing uh, the type of food that they should be eating, or a diet, if you like. Um, like let's run through a, a couple of examples. There's other, as you go back through and have a look through all the, um, the podcast lists and uh, you will see that I've done one on keto, I've done one on paleo, etc., etc. The one that seems to be the sexy topic of the, the moment is keto. There are so many different people picking up on the word keto and uh, you know, trying to sell their wares on the basis of keto. And um, I, I don't believe in the um, ketosis type of eating. I'm not going to spend this call on that. But ask yourself these questions. Does it make sense to start with? So if you think about some of the ones of the, the past, like the fruit diet and the soup diet and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Do they just make common sense? Are they excluding, you know, healthy whole elements from, um, you know, your eating now? I mean, that doesn't make sense, does it? And the well, the second question is, um, could you do this for the rest of your life? Now, obviously, you're not going to stick to the soup diet for the rest of your life and only have soup. You're not going to have just fruit for the rest of your life. 
you're not going to do keto for the rest of your life. You're probably not going to do intermittent fasting for the rest of your life. I mean, these things just don't make sense. And if you can't do it for the rest of your life, then why do it at all? And you can say, oh, well, I just want to do it until I get to this and then I'll switch over to something else. Trust me, I know so many people that have done that before and the research is very clear that that does not work. You will not only gain back what you lost during the diet, but you'll put on more, up to 25% or more of what you lost. So where I come from is teaching you how to implement the principles of the meal plan into your everyday life so that it becomes sustainable for the rest of your life and not just something that you're doing for now for the, for the eight-week period. The eight weeks will give you a really good opportunity to embed these principles, but it's not about um, only doing it for eight weeks and then moving away. Now, it doesn't mean that you'll eat the same foods for the rest of your life. It doesn't mean that at all, even though I believe they say that we only eat the same 20 foods for our entire life. Uh, you're going to mix up the ingredients and, and so forth. So you're not always going to have you know, like a chicken stir fry or a beef stir fry or you know, whatever it is that I've put on your meal plan. Um, but you stick to the principles. And I'm not going to go through what the principles are on this call. This one's not for that. It's, it's around setting you up with the right mindset for following your food. So... The meal plan is built around six meals a day, okay? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, three snacks. Now, um, most of you are gonna be on a weight loss journey. Uh, so generally speaking, most of you will be on about 1,200 calories. So we divide your meal plan up according to that. Now, what is fundamental about the, the meal plan is I'm not gonna go into specifics because again, this isn't the purpose of this one. There's been other podcasts about this stuff. Um, when I meet with you one-on-one, -on -one, we will go through that. The logic and methodology behind the meal plan is to come up with a plan that has got the foods that you love on it so that you're going to stick to the plan. So we spend a fair bit of time going through and making sure, have we got the right ingredients? Can you definitely do that? And sometimes there'll be things that you know, might challenge you a little bit and you say, oh, well, I'm not sure. And I always say, give it a try. If it doesn't work, let me know, we'll change it and put in something that you do like. Because if we come up with a meal plan that's got one food on there that you don't like, I've had this happen before, people don't follow the entire meal plan because it's got one food on there that they don't like. And you think, oh, well, that wouldn't be me, that doesn't make sense. Trust me, if it's not completely right for you, you'll find an excuse as to why not to stick to it. Okay? Now, these plans work every single time, guaranteed. They work every single time. But the hard part is coming up with what's going to be right for you. And then we change it over time, okay? But the hard part is coming up with what's, what's gonna work for you and then you just having the right mindset to say, well, I'm going to do this because of what we talked about in the last couple of days. Now, I wanna move on from there a little bit and talk about so how do you set yourself up for success with your meal plan uh, because when you go through it so like, oh man there's a there's a few things on there how do i do this and that sounds like a lot of work now i'm here to tell you that if you want to be successful in your transformation and really take hold and ownership of what it is that you're eating then 
if that is a fundamental change for you, like eating healthier, being organized, etc., if that's really a big change for you, then you've got to make a big change. But for most people, it's just making a slight adjustment here and there, and what was once difficult becomes really simple. So I'm going to give you uh, some tips here. The first one is, I did a recording a few days ago, making sure that you're planned uh, in what you're going to do in terms of your food for the week. So that's going to be easy for you, and this is what is gold about uh, the plan, is that the meal plan, well, I do the first seven days for you, and then you, you can go back and repeat and repeat and repeat. When you need some change, you let me know and we change it. Uh, you don't any longer have to say, oh, what am I going to eat tonight? What am I going to eat? You pull out your page or you look at your app and say, oh, this is what I'm having tonight or for lunch or whatever. You don't have to think about it anymore. You just say, this is what I'm having and you stick to that. So let's just use a couple of examples of what I, I do. So I typically cook up a few stir fries through the week. So it might be chicken stir fry, beef stir fry, uh, might be a few other different recipes in there as well. Um, I do a savory mince. There's a, also a pear and mixed berry crumble. Now all of these are, are meals that you'll recognise if you're uh, following. Uh, you know, one of the meal plans where I use those recipes. I only use the the meals that I also eat. Um, it's not like getting you to eat freaky stuff. It's all normal, delicious food. And you are, you'll be having more food than you're used to eating, which is probably going to uh, surprise you a little. So what I do is I have a very hectic schedule like most people do, uh, but my days are long. So I start really early in the morning. I can go late at night. I can have at the normal meal times. I can be busy with clients or commitments, meetings, etc. So if I don't plan to have quick access to food, then I'm going to be like everybody else and fall over and you know just go for I don't know toast and baked beans or you know whatever. Uh, so I've got to make sure that I'm successful. Now I am successful because of the things I talked about the other day about what's important to me and what drives me. But then you've got to know what to do. So what I do is I'll cook up meals over, say like a Friday night, I might do a couple over the weekend. When I've taken a little bit of time, I might do a larger slow cooker recipe. You know, I'll, I'll do a stir fry and double the quantity, uh, all that kind of thing. And then what I do is I freeze the meals. Now, whenever anyone comes here and we go through your meal plan, I always show people my freezer because I can sit here and I can explain what it is that you need to do. But when you see what it is that you need to do, that's completely different. And, uh, you know, it's simple things like, uh, so what I've done in my freezer, I've actually got two freezers. Now I don't like those, uh, what do you call them, the chest freezers where you gotta, you know, lean over and, you know, pull out the, uh, the food from the bottom and it's always covered in ice and, uh, you know, you find there's one slice of toast that's been there or bread that's been in the bottom uh, for like 14 years and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So I have a, a different type of freezer, an upright one where you open the door and it's got drawers and, uh, or you just open it and there's all the food. And I took the, the, uh, the tray out of mine so that I can stack more foods in there. Now, I also got the right size containers. So I just use decor ones. They're flat, uh, flat ones, about 900 mils. Uh, they hold and 
Um, they stack really well, so I can fit nine high in the top part of my freezer, and I can fit uh, three across. And uh, so that's 27 meals just in that freezer, then I can put meals in the other freezer as well. So uh, you know, over the course of a weekend, I'm gonna cook up you know, 30 meals. And you think, oh wow, that's a, a lot of work. But if you think about it, like if I do a slow cooker recipe, then that might make 10. If I do a stir fry, uh, you know, it might make eight to nine uh, serves. So you've already got you know, a big amount there and I'll do a pear and mixed berry crumble as well. You know, that might make eight or nine as well. So or just by making those three dishes, uh, it's, um, it adds up pretty quickly. Now I make double because there's no extra effort in making double. Um, it's, you're already doing the cooking, so to, just to add more ingredients in is really no, no real extra time, so uh, why not? Um, so that is one of the things that I changed in my life about five years ago, and that really helps set me up for success. So that requires work, doesn't it? You've got to make sure that you've got the right uh, containers. You've got to make sure that you've got the capacity in your freezer to store this type of stuff. Maybe it means you've got to take out some other stuff to put in the already prepared meals. Now, some people say, oh, I can't eat frozen meals. Now, do you know what? I, I could serve you up one of my frozen meals, and if you didn't know that it was frozen, you wouldn't know. You just wouldn't know. Because I may, they're only really frozen for probably, oh, I don't know. I'll say two, maybe three weeks at the, at the most. Uh, because I'm going through them. Um, so, and you know, they're, they're using you know, real ingredients. They're not like your, uh, you know, your quick uh, you know, lean cuisine or that kind of stuff where the vegetables taste plastic and you know, the rice and stuff doesn't take, you know, I don't know what they're doing to the stuff, but it doesn't taste real. You know, it's not like that. It's, um, it's, it's wholesome, real food that tastes really great. Um, so the other thing you've got to do is make sure that you, you know, you've got all the food there. Now, I know that might stand to reason, but it's like, wow, when are you going to fit all this stuff in? So one of the things that I do is I order online uh, to have the food delivered at a time that is suitable for me. And you think, oh, well, you know, you're really busy at work and so forth. I mean, I use Woolies. I find the quality is better than Coles of some things, so I just stick with them. Um, they charge you $12 for delivery and you think, well, oh, well, $12, gee, that's a lot. If you work out, so how much do you, you know, earn an hour and you think, well, okay, $12 for most people that's going to be, I don't know, half an hour or way less depending on the type of job that you'll uh, have. And uh, it's just super convenient and, you know, you can... Uh, shop to a budget because you can see as you add each item and so forth. So, oh, well, that's adding up to a little bit too much this week. Uh, what can I take out? And it makes you less likely to buy the, I'll say, naughty food uh, because you've got to specifically search for it generally to find it. Now, once you set up your shopping list and everything, it's really super quick uh, because you tend to buy the same things all the time. Um, and that's what, that's what I do. It just saves you time. You can use that time to do something else. You can use that time to focus on preparing your meals. Uh, again, I tend not to do it through the week, but if I do sometimes, I might cook up something. Uh, if I've got a little bit more time through the week for the kids, then uh, you know, I'll make a little bit more and I'll freeze that one up. But generally, I'll do someone like maybe a Friday night. Most of the time, it's on the weekend, uh, you know, like a... I might have a, a couple of hour block where I'm uh, you know, cutting up all the vegetables and 
I'm uh, you know making all all of those meals, or I might do a couple over you know one on Saturday, one on Sunday, that kind of stuff. So um, that's another one. Now also. Uh, again, I'm not teaching you how to suck eggs here, but you've got to make sure that you've got the right utensils for this. You know, having a good set of knives and chopping boards and measuring cups and spoons. And um, yeah, I, I do most of my cooking, even though I've got a, a big gas top cooker. Um, I tend not to use the wok to, to cook things in there. I find it's a real hassle to clean. So I use a, a, a deep dish, bigger electric frying pan. I find the temperature is a bit easier to control. It's big, so I can put heaps of veggies in there. I find it cooks better than the wok, uh, or, you know, or a big saucepan or something like that, or a little frying pan. It just can't fit the amount of vegetables in there. So generally, if I'm making uh, like double the serve, I'll put about two kilos of vegetables, and there's about a kilo of meat, and then you've got all your sauces and stuff in there. So um, you know, it won't fit in a frying pan normally, so I use the, the great big deep one. Uh, so making sure that you've got those things in place, making sure that you've got a, a nice, clear space to be preparing your meals also helps. I've got a, quite a big kitchen and uh, you know, I love a clean bench space and like big bench space so that uh, you, know, you can get all the food out, you can cut it up, I clean as I go type of thing. But all the simple little things that make it easier for you to be successful. So they're the main things that I wanted to talk about today making sure that you prepare yourself psychologically to stick to a meal plan, coming up with the meal plan that's gonna work for you. If you've got an existing meal plan and you don't, you know, you're comfortable to just make some tweaks and, or just get it out and start again. I mean, before you start it, have a think about, okay, so why did I stop doing it? And you say, oh, well, I didn't like the food. Oh, well, not didn't like it, but uh, you know, maybe got sick of it and uh, you're looking for something different. Well. Uh, all you need to do is reach out to me and I'll send you some more recipes and most of them are interchangeable with the, uh, the meals that you've already got in place. Um, you just have to um, you know, reach out to me and I'll, I'll send you some more. I think I've got something like over 150 different recipes that we can use. Uh, so there's never a shortage. It's just coming up with what it is that you are going to enjoy. And every now and then I try a new one um, just, to, just to be a little bit different. Um, was where most people go wrong is that they might stick to the food and I say, oh yeah, I'm having this, I'm having that. And you know, I ask people to weigh and measure everything for about the first week and then you can do it visually. But then over time, as people become less focused, the serving sizes can get bigger. Uh, you know, people are less focused on the, uh, maybe the protein intake, uh, so not taking enough in. The high energy stuff like your rices and pastas and that kind of stuff creep out. Uh, what was once a sometimes food then becomes a staple again and before you know it you're having pasta three times a week and uh, you know you're just not following the principles that you were before now that's uh, probably nothing to do with the meal plan it comes down to you haven't been focused enough on what's important to you so I need you to focus on the fact that this is this is for the rest of your life and then, as I said before, it's not about sticking to these foods for the rest of your life, but it's sticking to the principles of the meal plan for the rest of your life. Removing any of the excuses that you have around why you can't do stuff. I mean, I have people that um, say to me uh, when I'm first doing a consult with them, or you know, they bring me up for an inquiry and say, oh, no, I don't do diets. I said, that's good, either do I. I say, oh, no, I couldn't do this. 
I couldn't do that. I say, okay, I understand that, but I don't do that either. But they've already like poo-pooed the idea of having a meal plan when they don't know me, they haven't seen what's included in the meal plans. They've just established in their mind, that's what this means to them. It means pain and it means, oh, I can't do this. Um, I have some people say to me, oh, no, I can't do a meal plan because I just love food too much. Do you know what? So do I. I love food. Or oh, I love my comfort food too much. Well, sorry, that's just a cop out. Um, you know, there is so much food in the world that we can be eating. And to say that you just love your comfort food too much is just like, okay, well, what's your comfort food? What's that mean? You're eating a, a half a loaf of bread or you know, something like that, or you're having, you know, really heavy, um, like carb and fatty meals and so forth. The, you know, the liking comfort food too much has got nothing to do with the food. It's got more to do with your mindset around other things that are going on in your life. Um, and we needed to get to, need to get to the, the bottom of those before you're going to make any changes. It's got nothing to do with the food. It's just, the food is used to mask another problem. So um, that's it for today. Think about your food, get your meal plan out, be focused on it, and I'm telling you that sticking to your meal plan is so, so critical to your long-term success. You'll feel better, you'll get in a better routine, you'll feel more empowered about what it is that you're doing, and you'll know that you're on the path to success. If you have gone up and down like a yo-yo with your weight, it will be because you haven't been able to control your food. Why haven't you been able to control your food? Well, you'll come up with a number of excuses, as, and I use the word excuses, which might sound harsh, but that's what they are. You're coming up with these excuses as to why I haven't done this, or you know, it's about alcohol or soft drink or whatever. You know, there's a reason that you're doing those things and you need to step up for yourself to say, well, I'm not going to do those things anymore because I know that they're not serving me. You can do anything in moderation, but not, well, when I say anything, as long as it's legal and not harming others and that kind of thing. But um, it can't be the forever for you. You have to follow a sustainable, healthy, nutritious meal plan. And that is going to deliver you the results that you are really looking for. Okay, that's it for today. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And tomorrow we might talk about accountability uh, because I want to talk about tracking your, your food and uh, other things that you're doing as well to make sure that you're laser-like focused. All right, that's me after today. Sorry I've gone over the 15 minutes. I'll talk to you tomorrow.